Hello everyone and welcome to the next edition of the Grumpy Pony podcast. In this week's edition we're going to be speaking to my good friend Mark who really wanted to talk to me about a game that he really loves and that is Core Space. Now everything I've seen about this game looks absolutely brilliant but I wanted to get Mark on to go through all the details about how the game works, what the story is all about and uh, you know where to go and what to start with. So this is something that we're we're looking to invest in quite heavily in the shop. So Um, It was great to sit down with Mark and go through all the details. So uh, if you like some squad-based games and you want to hear more about it, this is the podcast for you. Stay tuned and let's get into it. Hello, Mark. Thanks very much for coming on the Grumpy Pony podcast. Thanks for having me. No worries, buddy. So today we are going to be talking about Core Space. So for people who don't know anything about Core Space, I'm going to hand over to you, mate. You're going to educate me, let me know everything you know about core space lovely well you're in for a bit of a treat because this is um it's my new favorite game um it is really really great um so a little bit about the company um it's made by a company called battle systems um they're a uk-based company and they're kind of famous now for doing um cardboard terrain yeah i mean i i was kind of skeptical when they said cardboard terrain i think oh here we go it's gonna be really flimsy Actually, no, it is really quite solid. Um, it kind of clips together with these little plastic clips um, and it's it's really modular. You can kind of make different layouts and stuff. And uh, yeah, it's really good. Um, yeah, I've seen but, their fan- the fantasy but, stuff is brilliant. I love the castles oh, and stuff. Yeah, they, the whole... they do fantasy village um, yeah. and they for do a kind like... of ruined fantasy as well. Yeah, for stuff like Kings of War, it'd be perfect. Like just quick yeah, battlefields. roads, rivers, all that kind of stuff. It's, it's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that sort of sci-fi version of it as well, I think it'd be brilliant. It's, it's got pretty much any kind of game you're into, you, you're covered with their stuff because they've got post-apocalyptic, they've got fantasy, they've got kind of sci-fi, cyberpunk, all that kind of stuff. It's it's lovely stuff. The yeah. art in it is really nice, crisp. I suppose, I suppose the good thing is as well, because it's card, that just packs away like super easy. You just dump, yeah, dump I've got it. mine in, um, you know, the kind of really useful boxes um, you can get anywhere. Um, I've got it, just the whole stuff, whole lot of it just packs right down. It's yeah. um, tuck it away in a nice corner. Yeah, it's quality. Yeah, it's lovely. No, I like, the, I like the look of that stuff. Um, but yeah, so they've kind of been doing that for quite a few years now. Um, and in about 2017, I think it was, they released a game called Core Space, which utilises the terrain we've just been talking about. Um, but it introduced um, like miniatures, a rule book, um, and all the kind of tokens and stuff you need to, to play their game. And it's it's a really exciting game. I If, if it kind of supports, um, or it, it appeals more to a kind of narrative gamer, I would say. Yeah. Um, it's not really competitive. Like I, I can't see it being played at tournaments. Um, but um, I can talk a little bit about the game, I suppose, about kind of what is Core Space. Yeah. So um, what, what is it? So what is what is the actual game? Is it a battle battle game? Is it a skirmish game? What are we looking at? It's, yeah, it, it's not like a mass battle game. It's it's very much a skirmish game. You get kind of four guys. Um, so the the world of Core Space actually is uh, it's set in our galaxy. It's about fifteen hundred years into the future. Um, so you kind of your typical cyberpunk tropes, um, and a lot of the galaxy is still quite unexplored. Um, humans have discovered they're they're actually quite a young race in the galaxy, uh, 
there are a lot of kind of much older races that exist, um, hundreds of which populate the galaxy. Um, there's loads of different races. So we've obviously got humans. Um, there's the quell, which are four-armed humanoids, which get really, really angry, really riled up. Um, but their their homeworld was actually completely destroyed by the purge. I'll come on to the purge a bit later. Um, they're they're kind of like the main baddie in, the, in the, the whole big crowd. bad. The big bad, yeah. Um, yeah. They're quite terrifying, actually. But I'll come on to them. Um, there's the chits, which are a kind of benign species um, that actually have four genders. Um, but to all humans, it only looks like they're they're all male, which right. is a wonderful. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, there's the Orna. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing all these right. These are out of the rule book, so I'm hoping I've got the pronunciations down. Um, the Orna, which come from a kind of gas giant world, um, uh, they, so they haven't evolved quite as quickly, and they haven't evolved evolved kind of fat um, or even skin. So when they go out to different planets with um, kind of high gravity or any atmospheres with high gravity, they have to wear like an exoskeleton right. um, to keep basically yeah uh, the background on all these races is just fantastic yeah. uh, there's another race of kind of engineers um, which are comprised of like three different subspecies and oh, there's so much detail and depth if you're oh, a narrative cool. gainer you're you're gonna love this game yeah um, and it's the whole thing is set um, at the galactic center um, there's a, a black hole and around that area um, is an area that's commonly known as the barrens um, there are lots of kind of stars, not really much life, um, but it's actually in the Barrens where most of the action kind of takes place. So think Firefly with all the kind of traders. Yeah. Uh, so you're you're representing essentially your own version of the, the Firefly band, Warband, um, but you get to tell your own stories. There are obviously the, the Warbands that come within the game. Um, but then you can also just create your own. And there's plenty of tools and stuff, which I'll come on to later for creating your own. That's what I was, going to ask. I was going to ask, is there a way of making your own? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's great. The um, the company, um, Battle Systems, they're actually really supportive with that kind of stuff. And they mm. on their website, you can download um, character card generators. Uh, so you can actually like make your own PDF, uh, sorry, Photoshop files. Yeah. Um, so you basically generate your character and then you've got the legitimate kind of character card that you can then stick all your stuff on, all your skills, whatever you want to do. Um, and also for kind of campaign, um, the kind of stories, uh, not the stories, what, what's the word? The, uh, the, 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 the match you're going to play, the kind of setup. Oh, for the, the actual missions. Battle. Missions, that's the word I yeah. couldn't find. Yes, missions. Um, so yeah, you kind of you, you can lay out the map, you can lay out all the conditions, all the cards that you're going to use. Um, it, it's all like it looks legitimate because it's come from the legitimate legitimate source. It's it's really really nice, really supportive. Yeah. Oh, brilliant! Um, yeah, because I, I mean, I was, I was, also, I, I, was, I was I actually did did speak to some of the guys at uh, Battle Systems about stocking their stuff in the shop, um, mm -hmm. and I think yeah, we are definitely going to be getting some of their stuff in. So it's cool to see that they're really supportive to the the community as well. So that's, that's really good to know. Yeah, very much so. And I think they do a weekly mission as well. It might be on a Monday. Um, they post a mission which essentially uses either the core set or one of the expansions. So everything you need to play it is is listed on the on the kind of spec for the mission. Yeah. Uh, all the models, everything, all the 
um, bits of equipment you're going to need, which I'll come on to the equipment. The equipment in this is very, very cool. Um, it's a kind of, it's a mechanic in itself. It's just really, yeah, I've not seen anything like it before. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, so you, you've got your kind of, uh, so core space uh, is essentially, if, you, if you're familiar with 40K, I kind of liken it to the warp. Um, okay. So obviously you get warp travel um, is obviously much faster than traveling in real space. Um, obviously that comes with certain risks. You know, you might get lost on route. Um, you might end up in the future. You might end up in the past. You might never end up anywhere. Yeah. Um, and there are kind of these things called Lagrange points, which the way I think of them is, is kind of like, I don't know if you ever saw Stargate. Yeah. Um, so I imagine kind of Stargates from like point A to point B and you can jump. The only problem with the Lagrange points is that they're quite heavily guarded and they're told as well. Um, so if you're poor or if maybe you're a rogue trader who's trying to avoid detection, um, sometimes, unfortunately, you're going to have to go the, the scenic route. Um, yeah. And take yeah, yeah, yeah. Around. To avoid um, the authorities. But, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And the authorities, um, you've got something called the Galactic Corps, which are following you. Uh, well, they're not necessarily following you, but they're kind of the police force, if you like. Yeah. The Corsway um, Galaxy. Um, and they, there is actually an expansion with these guys, um, with their a load more terrain and their own missions. Uh, or you could just, you know, custom generate your own. You know, mm. there's no rules that say you have to do it this way, which is what I love about this game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then you've got, obviously, your traders. So think like Han Solo and Chewie, think Firefly. You're pretty much there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you, and you can play kind of little missions that do anything from like salvage runs, retrieving data chips, performing rescues, anything you, you could think of really. You just, as long as you've got the imagination for it. Or if you haven't, then there's the missions in the books. Um, you know, you can do literally anything you wanted with this stuff. It's just a, a big sandbox of uh, cyberpunk kind of sci-fi fun. Yeah. Oh, amazing. No, I like I like the sound of the setting. I think that's that's pretty cool. And like it's set within yeah. our galaxy as well. So that'd be interesting. Because normally it's just like a completely different galaxy. So I wonder what they're going to do with that. Yeah. So the, and and kind of going back to the the big bad, uh, which I mentioned. So obviously in itself that sounds like a pretty good scope for a game. Yeah. Now the interesting thing about this one is the the big bad is known as the purge. Um, and they're a, quite an extremely aggressive machine species um, that have appeared from the from the barons, um, and they just seem intent on assimilating like all living beings, um, dead or alive, doesn't really matter. They prefer them alive, but you know, whatever they're up to, no one really knows. Um, so they kind of your remains or the remains of whatever's left get sucked back into the black hole. So yeah, I'd love to know what they're up to, but there's. Yeah. There's loads of different characters of Purge as well. So you've got your kind of basic troops, which are your harvesters. Um, yeah, they're very much like your kind of Star Wars stormtroopers. Yeah. Uh, and they, they kind of go up in threat level, I guess. Um, okay. And so you, so you get to the kind of, certainly within the box set, the, the original box set, you've got these things called live ones. And they you don't want to be in the same room as one of those things. They're just, yeah, they, they disseminate pretty much anything. Yeah. Uh, the game quickly becomes okay. Let's let's fulfil the objective. If we can't fulfil the objective, let's just get out alive. Yeah. Um, so is it is it more of a sort of 
of a campaign thing so you're playing like a string of missions rather than just doing you're not going to sit down and just do one mission at a time um it to be honest it suits both you can yeah. you can very much do a campaign um and the beauty of core space as well is you can do it solo because i know obviously at the minute meeting up with people is a bit of an yeah. issue um so solo gaming is kind of really rocketed um this game is is suited to that definitely um or you can you can so obviously you can play a campaign with yourself if you're playing um maybe sometime in the future who knows when um you get your gaming groups back up and running again you can obviously run a campaign between you and your group and you can choose you can either do a gang each or mm. you could do one gang with four characters and you take a character each yeah um pretty much any way you want to play this it suits so you can do the campaign thing or if you just want to turn up at your group and do a one-off match you can do that too there's no rules really the rules well obviously there's rules but you know it's they're quite flexible, flexible how you sort of use them yeah well that's that's really cool i like the sound of that so as far as like the you know you're saying like it's a single player how does the ai work in that because like my my experience of ai games previously was with blackstone fortress and that in my opinion worked really really well um but that had like a a chart where you basically roll on the chart and depending on how close or, or far away the enemy was to you it would it would sort of determine what that model did well it sounds like this has something quite similar then because I've, I've not played blackstone fortress but this has a, a kind of flow chart like a logical flow chart and it's like uh, off the top of my head it's like is there an enemy near you that you can see um yes or no it's just like a tree that you follow yeah. essentially uh, you get to the result and it might be you know attack or move towards the nearest enemy or whatever um and oh, so, you, the same, so you don't go and roll any dice or anything you just you just follow the chart you follow the chart and then based on the outcome of the chart you then then that's when you start rolling your dice if right. you have to move uh, okay. or if, um if you have to attack someone or yeah, it, yeah, it's kind of the outcome of the three, then you start rolling your dice. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, that's it. it's an interesting one, that how you sort of tackle that and how you make it a sort of truly sort of enjoyable to play solo, but also you know, something that you're not spending the whole of the game just trying to work out what the enemy are doing, because you want to be focusing on what you're doing. But you also... Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's also trying to make clear. it so it's not predictable as well. So it's tough. That's tough. Yeah, it is. I mean, I guess when you know the game incredibly well, I guess like the designers maybe might, you would kind of, you can predict and preempt what's going to happen. You know roughly how long you've got to do things before they go a bit wrong. Mm. Um, but certainly at the level I'm playing it at, I'm, I'm not there yet. So I'm I'm still kind of second guessing what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so that that's kind of the, the purge kind of AI, but also that AI tree works for NPCs because you've got kind of civilians in the game. Okay. Um, you've got obviously the Galactic Corps, the, the police. Um, you might have kind of um, enemy um, warbands. You can you can operate the warbands using the AI system. Um, I guess if you want to make the game really difficult for a solo and you could kind of set up another warband as well as the purge. Yeah, yeah. Um, just make it as tough as you want, really. Um, and yeah, it's um, there's a, a couple of really great systems in the in the game as, as well. The you've got all the usual kind of things, you know, your melee attack, your shooting attack, all that kind of stuff that you expect from a skirmish game. Um, 
But the thing that happens at the top of the round is that you have this thing called the hostility tracker. And every round, um, it gradually increases in threat level. And you've got these pegs that you put in your, your tracker, which is just like a strip. So each time you start a new round, you put a peg in. And actually each time a weapon gets fired, the first time each round, you put another peg in. Right. Um, so yeah, as this threat level creeps up, there's different bands of threat level uh, and obviously increasing in more difficulty. And if you're at the kind of higher end, by the time it comes to the purges phase uh, of the game, more more purge are going to come on. It starts off not really anything much happening. You've got a bit of time to explore around, see what's what. Maybe open a few crates, which I'll come on to the crates. They're really they're really cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, there's so much about this game I love. I really do. Um, yeah, so the threat level increases. You maybe on the second kind of band, you might roll to see if there's a couple of enemies coming in. By like the top level, it's just, it's gone Pete Tong and there's enemies all over the board. There's different spawn points, which you can kind of set up ahead of the game. And that's where they're going to come from. They, you know, they're coming all over the place. They're, they're sometimes, it's quite helpful to come out across the other side of the board. Yeah. Sometimes it's right next to where the is and you need to get to. Um, and it, you know, it, it opens up loads of opportunities if you're having like a multiplayer game and say um, your opponent who you're kind of working co-op with for the game, um, you could say, all right, well, I'll tell you what, if you take my guy onto your ship, um, I might actually make it out alive. And the guy might say, okay, I'll do that, but it's going to cost you X, Y, or Z. You know, I want some assets. I want some, I want some weapons. I want some cash. Yeah. Um, it's, it's great. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, that's cool. So, it's, can, can, is, is there, there's sort of, uh, I suppose, if, they, if you were playing a campaign and you were like, well, look, I need to get my guy out, I'll give you whatever's in this next crate. And then they could just go, okay, well, we'll take him. And then you've got to, you've got to either hand that over or you lose that guy or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you kind of do all, you can do that stuff at the like end game sequences. So you kind of do your trades again and do whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, and what what I like about this game actually, the end end game sequence and kind of between between games, there's not a lot of admin really, because mm. you can kind of keep your character boards. Um, if you yeah, have to pack your stuff. Explain those character boards because like I've seen them and I've seen like there's all pegs and stuff in them, but you know for anyone who hasn't seen them, they might not know what you're talking about. Um, so I, the character yeah, so boards themselves, yeah. So each model um, is a character, um, and like, as I said before, you might be operating maybe four guys or just one guy but each model has its own character board which is essentially like a plastic rack kind of this sort of size uh if you're looking if you're obviously listening at home you can't see what i'm doing with my hands um <laughs> maybe sort of it's, it's almost know, like a notebook centimeter. sort of size isn't it yeah like, like a notebook yeah. page um and then in that um actually i should probably talk before that about the the kind of uh with the terrain everything comes in these kind of cardboard sheets that you punch out ahead of time um, and the the character cards are also within these cardboard sheets so you punch them out um, and they're housed within this plastic housing uh, which becomes your character board right um, and then all the information on that contains um, things like the skills you've chosen uh, character names like a picture uh, of your character uh, and then lower down uh, on your board there's space for things like your 
your inventory that you're carrying, which there isn't a lot of space because you're only human. You haven't really got any baggage or anything. You're not carrying anything like that. So it's literally whatever you can grab, um, that's what you're going to have. Um, and it, it really forces some interesting decisions in game about, okay, do I want this weapon? Do I want do I want a shield or do I want a handgun? Do I want, you know, and you have yeah. to, you kind of drop whatever you don't want. Um, and all the assets are literally little kind of bits of card that you punched out again ahead of time. Um, that fit into your board and if you don't want it and you want to drop it on the ground you literally drop the counter on the map i quite like um, that I like, so I, yeah i like that physical representation of stuff like you know having it on the board or on your card just so you're not constantly going right i've got to go to a notepad and write down what i've got it's actually all in one place and you yeah, can just it really you can cuts see back it. on all that admin yeah yeah um yeah, so you've got your kind of your inventory, what you're carrying at that moment in time, and then below that, you've also got like your skills. Um, so ha like the level of skills you've got, uh, and you've also got your skill points. So this is all done with pegs, um, and you you can spend pegs as kind of during your turn. You can spend a peg to use a skill, and it could be something that gives you a boon to your shooting or your defense or um there's there's loads are far too many to list but it makes the game really interesting you can kind of um carve out the ideal character that you're looking for mm. which you know really appeals to kind of kit bashers and, and yeah yeah i'm, I'm already thinking about the sort of crew i'm gonna build i think i've got to know yeah because I've, I've, I mean, yeah, I've got the possibilities are endless yeah it's just sort of like oh, i want to try and build so i don't know if i'm going to try and build saying oh, i don't know what i'm gonna do yet I have to try and have a, when I get my hands on it, I'm gonna to have to real think about it. Yeah, I, there's actually um, so the the main rule book is in the the core box, but there is a, a deluxe edition of the rule book, which mm. is a hardback book available separately. And in there, there's actually loads of rules and guidance and stuff for creating characters. So it's definitely worth a look in there as well. If you if you kind of want to go the more expanded route and the kind of custom creation route, yeah. which is very much what I'm into. Um, then it's definitely worth a look at that as well. Um, but yeah, so there's, going back to the, the skills, so you've got your skills, you've got your health, um, which your health pegs, obviously you get shot, you remove a peg. Um, and there is another one, <laughs> I can't remember off the top of my head what it is. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Have a written it down anyway, that would be useful. Ammo, that was it, yes. Yeah. Um, you, you've got a very limited ammo supply. You can pick up kind of ammo rounds and crates and things um but the um yeah so obviously you fire you lose ammo um the crates in the game are fantastic they're kind of they're 3d kept crates that you've kind of folded up and put together ahead of time all, all made um, out of the same card all made out of the same card the art's lovely on them um and ahead of the game you put um a certain amount of assets in there so there might be weapons there might be grenades like um shields armor um anything like that um, or there might be just cash, um, which the, the currency is universal assets or UAs. So every every asset, like a, a weapon or whatever, you turn it over, it's got the, how much it's worth. So okay. if you flog it at the end of the um, that's how much you'll get a kind of return on it. Yeah. Um, or you can kind of upgrade the weapons and stuff as you go along. But yeah, the crates, they you, you put the assets in the crates ahead of time. And then when you're in game, 
if you want to look what's in that crate, you have to kind of move your character up to the crate and then spend an action to look inside and you physically pick the crate up, lift off the lid, have a look what's inside. Oh, yeah, I might have that. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> Put the lid back, crate back. And then, you know, if anyone else is, is nearby, they might have another look or yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's a fantastic and it makes it much more kind of visceral and, and real and kind of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, love, I love that. Yeah, I love that you're physically going through it as well. And like with all the, um, you know, like the pegs and stuff, it sounds to me there's a lot of, like there's resource management involved in this as well. So it's like, you can't just go in all guns blazing because you've only got so many pegs that you're going to be able to use. No, but, and actually, interestingly, it's never, you never feel kind of overwhelmed with the amount of things you have to keep track of because mm. you've got your, your character board there. Everything you can see at a glance, you know, okay, I've got, I'm low on health, I've got this much ammo, I can just see it, you know. I think rushing in right now wouldn't be a good plan. Yeah. Um, or, you know, same with the skills, you know, you can see literally how much you can get away with before you start needing to leg it, really. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's, it's just easy to track things, and the combat system is nice and simple. I can't remember exactly how the combat system goes, but it's, it's um, custom dice that are used, you kind of... Um, they're, they're D6s, but they're not, they haven't got six pips on them. They've got like custom okay. decals. So um, like success and fail type symbols. Yeah, kind of kind of akin to sort of your, your Underworld's dice or your kind of Vanguard dice, Kings of War Vanguard, yeah. things like that. Um, and it's, yeah, the, the, it's nice and simple. Kind of combat is, is really quick. Um, yeah, um, they're... they're so you've got your, your kind of five phases in the game as well. So you've got your hostility phase, which again is your tracker. Yeah. Um, your trader, which is all your guys. And if you're playing kind of co-op or versus, it's your guys and their guys. Um, then it's the purge. So you've got your, your your big bad kind of moving up. And obviously, if you've just spawned a load in the hostility phase, you, you're in trouble. Um, after that, you've got your NPCs. So you're, if there's any kind of galactic police, uh, galactic corps or... Now, I did hear that uh, sometimes the NPCs and stuff, you can actually trade with them in-game. Absolutely, or, yeah. Or, or you can get them to join you. You can recruit them, yeah. You, you kind of do like almost like a will test on them. Right. Um, and if if you, if you they pass it, or if you pass it, then, um, yeah, they're, they're... Then they join, join the crew. Them. If you can get them off alive, they can actually, yeah, you, you can join them. You can kind of bring them in the next, next mission or whatever. That just increases the level of... <coughs> potential role play elements to this as well doesn't it like the idea yeah. that we could just go right we'll build a campaign we'll do 10 missions and we'll have say five npcs just dotted around in in every game or whatever and just see who comes away with what because if we've got like a few people playing it mm -hmm. and then you've, you've got these different crews all having their own little stories building up every mission i think i think it sounds great and i love that the idea that there's a system there that allows so much flexibility like you're not beholden to this is the set of rule you know this is the, this is the setting that you've got to do it this way kind of thing you know um and anything that's very much was that mate yeah I, I said it's very much a sandbox i, I kind of love the idea that if you if you've got a kind of extensive bits box which a few of us have yeah and kind of just <laughs> piece together piece together something and if it's not quite good enough to make a trader with you know maybe it's an npc maybe you give it a little cool backstory 
um, yeah, it's just the scope is, is great for people who are into the modeling side and yeah. the painting well, side is. The, yeah. Speaking of the models, what, are, what in your opinion, what are the models like for core space, the, the actual core space models? So they are differing quality. The, um, the ones that come in the core set are plastic um, and I, I think they're great minis. So they really are. They've got a lot of character to them. Yeah. Uh, and that that character is obviously reflected well on their, their character boards. Um, but they're, yeah, they're, they're, you've obviously got all your kind of your different species. So you've got your humans, you've got your quell. Um, they're all represented um, within the minis and they, they look fantastic. They really do. Yeah. But some of the expansions, actually, they're resin. Okay. Um, and they're, they're just that little bit higher quality. Yeah. Uh, the, the ones in the core box are are nice. They're by no means bad quality. Yeah. Um, but the, yeah, the resin ones, which I think I just picked up the... Um, uh, let me think what it's called. It's called the... Uh, uh, shift Change at Megacorp, I think it's called. Okay. Uh, which is just a whole host of new civilians. And I think maybe there's three traders in there and they're resin and they are really crisp, really lovely. Yeah. Are they, are they, really... are they one piece or have you got them together? The core box plastics are, uh, the resin are not. Um, and there's minimal cleanup on them as well. Yeah. Uh, on the resin, there's a bit of kind of mold line removal to do on the, on the um, the plastics, but the resin very little. There's a tiny bit of flash I had on it, um, yeah. but they they've got like separate arms um, on the resins. Um, That's alright. Yeah, really lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was just thinking it depends. You know, if if you could actually almost sort of kit bash those, but if it's just the arms, then maybe you couldn't. But I mean, I was thinking there's other sets so you showed you showed me i think it was the the stargrave models yes you see that i mean those perfect i think wouldn't they i don't know yeah i mean they, they've not been uh released just yet i think they come in maybe march time-ish i think which would be great because march is when i'm um, looking to get all the core space stuff so it'd be perfect it'd be ideal yeah, yeah. There's, and you, you know, with games like Stargrave, there's going to be a lot of crossover. You know, you can use core space minis in Stargrave and vice mm -hmm. versa. Um, yeah, it's just it, they're so characterful and and cool and different. And yeah, I love them. Yeah, lots of flexibility there. Um, yeah, I, I wonder what Stargrave's going to be like because that's an, it's essentially just Frostgrave in space, isn't it? Pretty much, from what yeah. I've heard. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know too much about it. You might have to come back and educate me about that at some point as well. Oh, I'd love to, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so in, in all these expansion packs as well, and in the core set, you get these um, event cards, which, as if there wasn't enough kind of story developing and things like that, there's also, at the start of the turns, in the hostility phase, you turn the, the next event card, and it could be anything happening. It could be good or bad. Um, a lot of it's kind of dependent on the threat level. Obviously, the higher the threat level, it's probably going to be something bad. Yeah, um, but in the game I played in solo, uh, there was an earthquake, and unless you were touching a wall, you basically everyone got knocked prone, right? Um, and had to spend an action to stand up. Which yeah, it's just a great little mechanic that kind of throws a little curveball to yeah. keep you interested. Yeah, and um, especially yeah, those little things. Especially if you're like, oh, now I've got to stand up. Now I've got to run away from these things. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not going to have time to look in that crate. I thought I was going to have loads of time, but now I've just got to get back to my ship. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, so much story. It basically writes itself, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love the sound of it. I can't. I can't wait to get my hands on it. To be honest, I know like um, the way things have been. Everything, everything's been delayed. Like originally, 
we were going to get it in, Jan in January, but everything's been pushed back for us anyways because the, the lockdowns and stuff. But yeah, I think March is going to be the time. We're going to go for it. We're going to go for it big, I think, with the core space. Oh, I'm very excited. Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're into creating your characters, it's definitely for you. You've got all your kind of skills. You've got your, um, I think there's like uh, augmented, there's cyborgs, there's crewmen, hunters, soldiers, support, there's tech. Um, and each each one of those classes, if you like, has got a subset of skills. Um, and the, the rule book, yeah, it's it's all in the rule book, but it's the, the way you can kind of customise them is just endless, really. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. No, that sounds really good. Oh, yeah. Thanks for going through this all with me, mate. Because no, said, not so, not so. So it sounds like I actually spoke to the guys at um, Battle Systems, and I mentioned I was like, oh yeah, a, a, a friend of mine recommended that I contact you, and they were like, well, first of all, say thank you to your friend. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> we'll do. We'll do. Very welcome. Yeah. So uh, I hopefully want to get them on the podcast as well at some point. See if they'll, they'll come on. I would, I would listen keenly to that one, definitely. Yeah. Now, now it's recorded on here that, that I might might convince them to actually. <laughs> You've got to do it now. That's it. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But um, but yeah. No, Mark. Thanks so much for doing this. Um, the, uh, one thing I'm going to ask you, and I ask everyone this on the podcast, is what you're working on at the moment, hobby wise. Uh, that is a good question. I I'm trying to remember. I've got my. Dungeon Saga. Uh, I'm working on some baddies for Dungeon Saga. There's nice. a couple of zombies and a couple of the heroes as well for Dungeon Saga, which oh, is nice. by Mantic Games, which is a, a great dungeon caller if anyone's interested. Yeah, that is good. A lot of the, the models for that as well, they're, they're great quality. Mantic stuff is, is well, that Dungeon Saga stuff, it just seems to be getting better and better what they're doing at the moment. I mean, considering they're one piece as well, they, they are really detailed and, and great yeah. for painting i'm having so much fun painting them yeah they yeah they look cool i quite like the hero models in that box as well is it was it the dwarf dwarf king saga or something is it yeah you've got your kind of you've got your standard kind of hero quest type heroes yeah so your barbarian your, uh, your elf mage and dwarf yeah that's cool i like all that and then the, yeah obviously we've just had the preview yesterday from games workshop as well didn't we that we watched yeah the, the sisters with the with the shoulders the sisters <laughs> with the shoulders and we had um obviously it just reminded me the only reason i brought it up because of uh the new warhammer quest so it looks like it's going to be another dungeon crawler which is cursed city oh, yeah I, I think i might yeah. have to get involved with that yeah, yeah the two models for that look incredible there's the the kind of witch hunter guy with the satchel on his back and the hat yeah yeah, uh, the other awesome. one, the um, one of the first baddies they've shown, the guy who's got like the the shovel. Yeah, the like, zombie guy. He's, he's like lifting up a ground, zombie crawling out. It's, yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I mean that looks good. So it's going to be like another dungeon crawlery type game by the looks of it. I mean, from the little that we've seen so far. So with that core space, dungeon saga, there's just so many choices out there now. Um, and I think, yeah, I think core space is well suited in that in that field. I think it's going to be a top one to beat because, like I say, I've seen, I've spoken to a few people that have played it, and no one has anything bad to say about core space. Everyone says how much they they absolutely love the system, how easy it is to learn, and like, yeah, everyone's like as passionate as you about it. 
and like which is which is rare. Normally, you get someone go, yeah, well, yeah, no, it's all right. But no one has said anything like, oh, this could be a bit better or that. You know, everyone's been like, yeah, it's great, love it. I think it's it's one of those games that it, if it tickles your pickle, it really does. Um, but it's not everyone's. <laughs> Having the the stuff so visually sort of represented like that on the table, I, I'd be surprised if you didn't see more of that coming from these other games that are coming out. You know. Um, because it's I can a, see it being quite kind of quite beginner friendly as well. Because yeah, it's, yeah, like saying, that's, that's the key with these sort of games. I mean, that's why like, I think you know Blackstone Fortress was so good for me because I managed to get I managed to get the wife playing it with me, and it was easy to teach her how to play it. You know, and then you do that, you get get them playing once, and then you get the excuse to go and get all the stuff you want after that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need to learn your ways. That is um, that is the holy. <laughs> <laughs> perseverance brute force and ignorance yeah well that's how uh, i got to marry me but yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah you can't keep you can't keep using that yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh mate well yeah mate thanks so much for doing this um i think that's that's all from me um so mark thanks for going through core space with me um no and that's gonna we'll just call it a, an end there thank you very much as always, thanks so much, everyone, for taking the time to listen to our podcast. It's a great support for the shop and um, and a great support for our little community in the middle of Kent. Thanks again for taking the time to listen to us, and I hope to see you again next week.